I, I just want to share a quick word of encouragement. This is, this is um, huh. I just, I just want to, I just want to try and be brief, but in as much as I, I want to try and be brief, I, I know there's just so much going on. I, I couldn't help, uh, as Steve was, was sharing the communion thought this morning, uh, I don't know if it was providential or what, but you know, sometimes they say you don't really miss someone or something until it's gone. And and normally, before we even make our way halfway through the communion, uh, you would normally see a, a gentleman about year high, about year wide. <laughs> Maybe not year wide, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, you'd see a brother just walking down, and he, he usually walks down almost every single aisle, and he'll pass the basket. And if you didn't grab one of your communion cups, you'll take one. And then usually, even though he's standing and you might be sitting, he'll reach down. It doesn't matter whether it's a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter whether it's an elderly or a young person. He usually reaches down, and he hugs you if you like hugs. He shakes your hand if you're into that kind of stuff. But... Uh, this morning, William isn't here, and as Todd prayed and shared, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a, a really tough time. Uh, could you imagine ending the year with death and then beginning the year uh, with the same? And I had the opportunity to spend pretty much all of the afternoon, uh, myself and a few other brothers with him, doing some manual labor. But beyond the manual labor, we were just spending time together um, you know, just talking. We had a moment that we were able to just stop for a bit and, and eat some some pizza. Some guys were playing bashful, but that's all right. And, um, you know, we had the opportunity to pray. And after everybody left, and, and I know, I know he, he probably didn't think I, I, I noticed this, but after we left, you could tell he was tired. He was, he was worn down. His knees started to hurt. And, um, you know, he was looking for ibuprofen, just different anti-inflammatories. And then he sat there with myself, his beautiful bride, uh, Sister Wanda, and his sister-in-law, Sister Teresa. And we were just talking for a bit. And then he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and take a shower. And um, what, what he didn't know is, you know, he, he made his way into the, into the room, into the back room. And, and I could hear him. I could hear him. Uh, weeping, you know, and, and that's not to expose his business, but that's just to, to let you know that the, the same gentleman who, who looks to be handling a lot of death really well uh, is going through a period of mourning. And, and this morning, basically, apart from himself and uh, Sister Wanda and Tachi, the, the rest of, of the family is, is here. And I just want us to, to keep in mind that simple chorus that we sang before I started opening my mouth to say these words one more time. Uh, one more time. He has allowed us to be together one more time, to love each other, to pray together, to sing together. This that we have right now, this opportunity, this, this five-minute speech, this five-minute exhortation I'm going to share is just but a moment that God has allowed us just one more time to be together, to worship him, and to encourage each other in spirit and in truth. Uh, so if you're into football, if you're into basketball, let's consider this time uh, crunch time. Let's consider this time uh, over time. Uh, you know, don't, don't look down at your watches, but just, just know we'll be done on time. 
but, but look to the person next to you and simply utter the words to them, I love you. I love you. I'm, I'm in the pulpit, so I'm saying it to you guys. I love you. 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 If you don't mind, let me just read this text and you may have your seats. If, you, if your knees are hurting, I want you to invite you to take your seats. But if you could stand for a few seconds, just allow me to read this text and we will just gain a brief encouragement and be done with this part of service for today. I'm reading from the book of Hebrews 11. You guys know we've been in Hebrews 11 all of the, the remainder of last year. And I want to I wanna begin this year with ending the text. So I'm going to read from verse number 32. And I'm going to terminate at verse number 40. So that's Hebrews 11 verses 32 through verse number 40. And the reading will probably be the longest thing that I do on this morning. I'm reading from the New King James Version, it's, and it sounds like this with a Trinidad and Tobago accent. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and of Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Also of David and of Samuel and all of the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. Worked righteousness. Obtained promises. Stopped the mouths of lions. Quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became mighty and valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and beatings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn or cut in two. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about this place in sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute, they were afflicted, they were tormented, and it's almost like he has to take a breath while he was preaching this word to utter the words of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens, and in caves of the earth. And all of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Before you take your seats, 
I just want this to sit into your spirit and settle into into your psyche. If you will just repeat this to yourself, this world is not my home. Say it one more time now to yourself with feeling, this world. You're not talking to the person next to you, you're talking to yourself now. Speak to yourself, this world is not my home. You may have your seeds. Just for a few minutes, I just want to share some thoughts, some words of encouragement. And I, I really don't want this to be super heavy. I'll, I'll do that on next week. I'll be really heavy next week. So I'm saying, may the Holy Spirit prepare us for the word that is going to come next week. But on this morning, I just want to be a source of strong encouragement in reminding us that this world is not our home. As we think about the text, verses 32 through verse number 40 of Hebrews chapter number 11, there are four things I want to just list and share. I told you the scripture reading was going to be the longest thing that I did. There are four things I just want to highlight and share with us as a means of encouragement for us to ponder on and think on as we navigate and we walk through 2024 with all of its ups and potentially all of its valleys. Number one, as I think about things for us to meditate and ponder on as we think about this text and 2024, number one, I want us to appreciate that we can't afford to get comfortable in this place. The minute we get too comfortable in this place, that is in this space, that is in the world, that is in the flesh, the minute we get too comfortable here, then we lose sight of what we're working towards and where we're truly heading. The issue with getting too comfortable is that oftentimes we become complacent. The issue with becoming too comfortable is oftentimes we may find ourselves in positions of compromise. So as I navigate through this text and as you navigate through this text, I want you to appreciate number one, never get comfortable in this place. Number two, if I had to share some advice looking at this text, uh, I want us to appreciate we ought to never settle for what this world offers us in exchange for the eternal, eternal glory that God has promised us. It's one thing to get settled and comfortable in this place. It's a next thing to settle for what the world offers in exchange for what God promises. And more often than not, we find ourselves in a similar situation to Jesus when he was in the wilderness and and the devil would have come at him, offering him the the kingdoms of this world. And, And oftentimes the devil is still very much at play in the world today, in our lives, where he's trying to offer us things that only this world could offer in exchange for our allegiance. And if only we would bow, this is what the devil said to Jesus, if only you would bow to me I will give you the kingdom I will give you the treasures I will give you the riches I would give you the wealth and 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 Jesus had to look at him in his face and say to him you have heard what the scripture says thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God I'm not saying that we are gods in the sense of Jesus but I'm saying that we are a co-heirs with Jesus Christ we are sons of God and when the devil comes at us with the temptations of this world we need to say thou shall not tempt a son or a daughter of the king so church not only do we 
not need to find ourselves being comfortable here, but also we ought never to settle for what this world offers in exchange for the promise offered by the king. I often grew up hearing old preachers saying that uh, to give up one's inheritance in Jesus Christ is the equivalent of, 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 of an heir giving up his inheritance for a, a, a candy, a small candy, when he and his father owns the entire confectionery. So I want us to appreciate as I, as I share some of these simple encouragements to us, never settle for what this will offer us in exchange for the eternal glory that is promised in Jesus Christ. Number three, the best that this world has to offer us, church, watch this, is not worthy of you and me. When the Hebrew writer is sharing in this text this list of individuals that he did not have time to write on because he said time would fail him, paper would fail him. It's not dissimilar as to when John was writing about all the different miracles that, that Jesus did. He said many other signs and many other wonders did Jesus do, but I don't have enough paper to write to you to, to let you know of all the great things that Jesus would have done, but these I have written that you might know who he is and who he was. And so as, as the Hebrew writer is sharing all of these experiences, as he is sharing all the list of these individuals who were faithful to God, old and new, he says, listen, of whom the world was not worthy. I believe that's important and I believe that's valuable. If I could just put a pin in it for about 30 seconds, I believe that becomes so key because we often, we often navigate life trying to be worthy for something and trying to be worthy for someone. If, if I were to come a little closer to our relationship and our spiritual walk, isn't it true that when it is we put into view who God is and who we are, we tend to have the belief and the saying that we were not worthy of this grace. We were not worthy of this forgiveness. We were not worthy of this gift of eternal life. And so we, we kind of view ourselves that way. But what the Hebrew writer does is he flips the script. He says, for those who have put their trust, for those who have put their confidence, for those who have put their lives in the hands of Jesus Christ, in the hands of the Holy Spirit, in the hands of Jehovah God, he says, here is what the world isn't worthy of you. So you're trying, and, and I want you to build this in context because you had individuals who were, who were believers in Jesus Christ, but they were going back to our old system of belief because, number one, they were going through some hardship and they were going through some difficulties. And he is saying, listen, this world that you're going back to is not even worthy of you. Why would you even leave Jesus to begin with? So he says, don't get comfortable. Never, ever settle and please understand that this world to begin with is not even worthy of you but finally I want you to appreciate this this final means of encouragement he says don't settle for good when better is coming I hope in 2024, we're really not afraid to say amen in the moment. 
I hope in 2024, when you feel the urge to say praise God, you could break and say praise God. I, I hope in 2024 that when something wells up in you and the word of God hits you right smack dab between the eyes and, and, and a light snaps and you, you get it, that you, 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 you're able to, to say, speak preacher. Because I'm talking to you, the Holy Spirit is talking to me, it's talking to all of us, and I need for you sometimes to talk back to me. All right, so, so, so here's what I want you to, if, if you didn't get it in the statement, come back with me into the text and I'll be done. Number four, don't settle for what is good. You might have some good things. Don't think that everything about what the world offers is bad and is negative. No, no, no. There are some good things in this place. All right? But he says, don't settle for that which is good when God has told us better is coming. Watch this. It's in the text. Come back to verse number 39, and I'll be done. It says, and all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect, separate and apart from us. Don't settle for the good that this world might offer you, knowing full well that better is coming in the name of Yeshua. The better that's coming in the name of Yeshua may not always come in the time when there is breath in your body, but the better that's going to come in the name of Yeshua, the Savior, the Lord, the Master, that is Jesus Christ. If you don't know what Yeshua is, that is Jesus Christ. When he says better is coming in Yeshua, better is coming in Jesus Christ. When Christ returns, you might be wandering this place destitute. When Christ returns, when you were on this earth, you might, be, might have been wearing sheepskins and goatskins. God help me in here. When Christ returns on this earth, you might have been in caves and your pillow might have been a stone. You, you might have been a pauper. You might have been broken. You might have been someone who didn't have everything that life could offer you. But when Yeshua returns, you will not only get better, but you will get the best that heaven has to offer. Here is what Jesus says, I'm done. Could you stand with me? I'm done. I promise you I'm done. Here is what Jesus says when he's getting re ready. And we, we often quote this text for, at funerals. We often quote this text to bring some word of encouragement to people who have lost loved ones. Here is what Jesus says. He, he, just, he just told his disciples, listen, I'm, I'm not going to be with you guys very long. And then he says, I, I, and the scripture says, as they begin to get troubled in their spirit, what do you mean, Lord? What do you mean, Lord? He says these words and John records it. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Watch it. You believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I know this is, might not be exciting to some of you because you, I just said rooms, but in the King James, usually the, the King James version that we grew up with, it said mansions. I know it doesn't excite you because when you hear mansions, you think of a, 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 a 6,000 uh, square foot house. 
with, with a big pool and, and a big backyard and, and several different rooms. And, and, and so mansion sounds better, but room doesn't sound too good. So it doesn't excite some of us. But I need for us to understand something. If heaven is the place, the concept is I have a place in heaven with God. So he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will... He says, I will come again that where I am, <laughs> that where I am, that where I am, if Jesus left the earth and he's going to come back, it tells me that every believer, even though we were born in Trinidad and Tobago, my citizenship is truly in heaven. If I'm a believer and I was born, and I, 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 I might have a passport that says Haiti on it, but my true citizenship is in heaven. I, I might have a passport that says U.S. of A., but my true citizenship, watch it, is in heaven because Jesus is where I am. As I check, he's not here. This world, if you haven't understood it yet, is not my home. I'm just a passing true. My treasures are laid up. Watch it somewhere. Somewhere beyond the blue. The angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door and I can't. Say I can't. I can't. I'm trying to do it in an American accent. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. You ever feel like you didn't belong? That's good. Because you don't. Because your place as a believer, as a child of God, is always at the feet of God. And the yearning that you're feeling, and this feeling that I don't belong is good, because the yearning that you're feeling is your spirit's pull to the throne room of Almighty God. So guess what? Don't settle. Don't compromise. Don't settle for good when better is on the horizon. And please understand that this world is never, ever, ever worthy of the son and the daughter of the king. I want to encourage you. I'm done. I want to encourage you wherever you are in your walk with Christ. Some of you may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to let 2024, Steve said it so eloquently, let 2024 be the year that you delve deeper and deeper in relationship with Yeshua. If you are a believer in Christ and you know that you are not where you are supposed to be, I'm not going to judge you because I can't judge you. Because I know I still have room to grow. But I want every believer in here, if you know that you're not where you're supposed to be and God has so much in store for you and all you need to do because you haven't done it yet is truly to, truly to submit to the Holy Spirit and submit to the will and word and way of God, I encourage you in 2024, get closer in relationship to Yeshua through the Spirit of the Almighty. Because remember, this world... Could you say it one more time to yourself? This world is not my home.